Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing today? I know this is super weird. I'm coming on alone today. Gabby will hop on later at some point and talk to you guys, give her updates, and we'll have to combine this as an actual episode in a little bit. But welcome to another episode of Gratitude and I'm hopping on here. What is today's date? I don't even know. October 24th, 2020. This is episode 188. That's 188. We are closely coming up to episode 200, which is insane. Like episode 200 is going to be a lot of fun. And we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear for episode 200. We have some ideas in the background for what we want to do. But as always, tell us what you want to hear. We'd love to hear it. And put down below if you are team live or team replay. Thank you all for being here. And if you're listening on Sunday and you're like, what the heck are they talking about team live? What is this? I thought this was a podcast. Well, we also stream this live in our Facebook group, the Student Physical Therapist Network. And that's on Facebook. You guys can hop on in and see our faces and setup and where we're at. And over here, if you're listening, you can't see me, but I've got my bikes behind me. I've got a little window out here. You can see outside. It's actually sunny and like 80 degrees because I'm down in Florida now. If you guys didn't know that, I've been here for a while for my clinical rotation which is super weird. I just want to give updates first, and then we'll get into your clinical midterms because Gabby and I just had ours recently. So we're going to talk about it a bit. Thank you for hopping on Javi. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about updates. So like I said, this week was midterms for my long-term rotation. And it was super weird, first of all, because my rotation, this long-term rotation is 15 weeks long. And my next one is also 15 weeks. And I don't know about you guys, but how was your program set up or how is it set up with your long-term rotations at the end? Many of the PTs and OTs and my like colleagues at work were like, wait, isn't this your final? And I was like, no, this is halfway, like eight weeks is halfway through. And so everyone was asking like, oh, so when are you done? And then I have to tell them December 4th. And I like, <laughs> it's a long time away, but it's coming up fast. Um, and so for clinical midterms, what do you guys have to do if you have them? Most of you don't have them for short-term rotations. I'll say 
just from my experience, my little, I had like a two week rotation and that's when I went and I lived with Gabby for two weeks. Um, and that did not have a midterm. It's only two weeks long. Like, what are you going to do for a midterm really? Uh, and for my five weeker that also, you know, I had to think about it. That one might have had a midterm, but it was super short and it was like a skill check. It had a list of things that my CI had to judge, like how I did with them. Um, but it definitely had a final, which is just, we don't do the CPI. I don't know if you guys do the CPI, but the CPI is like this massively long thing that you have to fill out. And then your CI fills out and you guys kind of compare and see where you think you are versus where your CI thinks you are. And of course you want to be at that beginner clinician level if it's your long-term rotation. So it's like the scale you see, okay, where am I at? Where does my CI think I'm at and where do I need to go from here? And that's the point of a midterm, right? So for my school, we do not do the CPI and all my CIs have been so excited to hear that. They're like, oh, thank goodness. Anything except the CPI. Cause it takes forever. So it's actually a short, short, er, it's still kind of long. You know, you still have these sections that you're judging on and, um, you kind of rate yourself. Like if you do this always, most of the time, sometimes never that kind of thing. Um, and then your CI rates you. And so for me going over my midterm with my CI, I was like, so excited and really looking forward to this because I don't know about you guys, but for me, my CI is the therapy lead. So like treating patients is not her only role. And so it, can be a challenge to like really focus on a student, right? The student, there's a lot of other stuff going on, you know, the schedule and figuring out, um, checking all my notes and doing all these things and making sure that everyone else, all the other PTs are okay and their schedule's okay. And then, you know, everything's going well. So there's a lot going on and I was really excited to like have this hour or whatever and just chat and figure out, okay, where am I at right now? What do I need to work on? And I was actually really looking forward to some constructive criticism. And I don't know about you guys, if you've had this experience, but sometimes it doesn't always go as you planned. <laughs> and so it was not bad by any means. It just was not what I anticipated. And so um, it can be difficult to talk to your CI sometimes about what you need to change what you need to do better. And also to have the conversation with them. If they ask you like, okay, what do I need to do better as a CI? Like what is working for you? What is not, what do we need to change for the last half of this rotation for you to get to that competent clinician or beginner clinician, whatever level that you need to get to. And I was overhearing a different CI. This was the OT, uh, and her, OT student the other day at the end of my day. And it was for her like midterm, I guess. And the CI asked a question that I thought was really, really awesome to ask a student, but also kind of challenging. Like, how do you respond to this? If your CI asks you, okay, now, after they've given you all this feedback, you're like, okay, here's what you need to do better. You need to like have a variety, a different variety of treatments for these patients. You need to do whatever. Um, and sometimes they may tell you, AKA you need to treat more like I do. That may be the thing that comes across sometimes. Let's be honest. Um, after she had given her student all this feedback, 
then she asked the student, okay, so now what do I need to do better? What's working for you that I do? What, how can I help you learn the best? And I thought that was such an amazing question to ask the student. And I thought it was so cool to just see that kind of conversation happen between a student and a CI. And I hope for all of you, that's kind of how it's working out for you. And I hope that in the future, it does work out that way. But I also want to say, if it's not, if it's not working out that way, don't hesitate to be the proactive person and ask your CI. Ask your CI, what can I do better? If they're not giving you the feedback that you're hoping for. Because sometimes it's not good to always have good feedback, right? You can't improve. You can't change anything if they don't say anything or if they don't tell you what's going well and what's not. And so that's a little bit of an update for this week about clinical midterms. And I hope that you guys have an amazing clinical experience. I hope that things are going well. And if they're not, like I said, don't hesitate to be the proactive one. I want to tell a short story here. So my CI was gone last week because she had some family stuff go on. And so I was with another PT for the week and it was so interesting to see a variety of PTs and how they would be a clinical instructor for me and how I responded differently just because of the expectations that were placed on me in a different way. And I want to say I didn't handle it as well as I thought that I would. And what I mean by that is when my CI came back and she was back and she was like, you know, still kind of doing things the same way that she was. And I was having to adjust from this other PT, how this PT treated to how she did. I found myself just going with the flow. And I found myself like depending on her more because she allowed me to to depend on her more. And I thought to myself, why am I doing this? (laughs) Right? Has anyone else been there? Like just because somebody allows you to treat them a certain way or allows you to treat a certain way and depend on them in a certain way doesn't mean you always have to, right? The week before I was independently treating more patients and it was mostly on my own, right? I had like six patients a day instead of before where I was only treating like from nine to three 30. Then now I was treating eight 30 to four. And it only had, I had a shorter amount of time to look over notes, to do my notes and to be sure that the lab values and patients are all okay. And so I had adjusted to that and it was fine, right? There's a little bit of a growing period in the beginning. Like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, like I kind of miss this other way of doing it, but it went okay. And then I allowed myself to get back into the habit of relying on somebody else. And during the midterm, we talked about it a little bit and I was like, you know, Last week went really well, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but I don't need as much help here on out. Like we see less patients because she has so many other responsibilities and I do some other stuff on the side. And so I'm seeing only four to five patients a day. I don't need you to take over so many. I don't need you to do the notes for this person. I know you want to, I know you want to help, but give me some room to grow here to become that competent clinician. And that can be a tough conversation sometimes. 
So I just wanted to hop on here and give you guys those updates. That's what I got for you this week. It's kind of weird. I'm about to go uh, out and find some pumpkins. It's like Halloween time. I don't know if you guys still do pumpkin carving, but it's so fun. And then in Ohio, it was a huge thing that we did. It was a tradition that our family uh, would do. And so we're going to hop in virtually this time. And Jason and I have to go find some pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin patch in Florida, which is not the same as in Ohio. Uh, I think the pumpkin patch isn't really a patch. It's just like a bunch of pumpkins that have been picked and imported in. I don't really know. <laughs> Javi may know. Uh, somebody else down here from Florida may know. But we're going to go get some pumpkins in this 70, 80 degree weather, which is so weird for me. Um, but I hope everything is going well for you guys. I hope your fall festivities are enjoyable and uh, we'll see you guys next week as usual. Maybe Gabby and I will be together again, um, but we will chat soon. Thank you guys for hopping on here today and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. What is up you guys? Happy Sunday slash Saturday if you're watching this. Hope you all are having an amazing weekend. And if you're wondering why we are recording separately this week is because I am currently at a wedding. It is um, wedding season for a lot of people. Um, some people are getting married during this time and I am in my cousin's wedding. So that's why I took a minute to uh, sneak out to record, but we wanted to uh, welcome you to another episode of Gratitude. And as you know, we are recording this separate, but Sarah and I are talking about clinical midterms. So if you are team live or team replay as you're watching this, let us know. And uh, we would love to hear from you, especially if you're on clinical rotations right now. So this week has been really great. And I know Sarah talked a little bit about her clinical rotations and her midterms. And I officially finished week six for my clinical and my clinical is 12 weeks long so I go until December 4th as well and it was a really uh really great week uh, a lot of firsts uh first time taking a full caseload of having about eight patients and it was a lot but um I was able to to do everything and you know get everything done but I do want to talk about clinical midterms and how that goes, especially when you're talking with your CI. If you haven't been, been on your clinical rotations, it usually happens with long-term rotations and you have a halfway point, whether you fill out the CPI or not. Uh, my program, uh, we actually do the CPI. So I fill out the CPI for midterm and um, my final. And so my CI and I went over that this week and you know, it's really, it's a really good dialogue with the conversations that you have and just being able to talk openly um, and, you know, give your CI feedback, have them give you feedback. And that's what we, that's what my CI and I did. And luckily I have a great placement, great um, clinical instructor. So shout out to Kelly because she is awesome. But it was really good too, because I always like feedback. I always like to be challenged and I definitely have grown a lot in the last six weeks in regards to um, taking my own patient caseload and you know, performing evals and also being able to establish a rapport with those um, patients who I work with. So 
overall, um, it's been really great. And one thing I know a lot of students struggle with, and um, it's something that I'm continuing to work on as well, is uh, clinical reasoning. So for me, I the feedback that I was getting from my CI, I know what to say in my head, but it doesn't come out um, correctly, or I think too fast, or I pause, um, I get flustered, that happens, and I just kind of um, freeze, and I just need to take a minute to gather my thoughts. Um, but then also the clinical reasoning aspect, it's, it's there, it's developing, it's just not... Um, quite up to par for where I want to be right now. And so uh, some of the feedback you guys may get um, and just think of it of a way to grow. Um, and at first I was getting and beating myself down over it because I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I should be at this point in my clinical rotation and having some relief. I thought I had to be at a certain level, um, but luckily it, this is just the midterm to kind of see where you're at. And um, we were able to openly talk about that and then also having feedback from my CI regarding, you know, what do you need more from me in order to be successful? And I can talk a little bit more about this soon because there's going to be another student with me coming up uh, next week. So I'll have updates on that, but it's going to be two students to one CI and we overlap for um, about seven to eight weeks. So it will definitely be interesting having um, two, you know, two brains um, and especially you know, uh, helping the other student out. Um, that's something that we talked about as well for my midterm. But I also want to bring up something that she told me. And a lot of the time we do in PT school because we have to get, um, you know, we need to get the training. If you're taking MSK, you, you know, you go through your neuro screen, you go through range of motion, manual muscle tests, special tests, all of these things in a very systematic way. And what she was telling me is like, you know, be creative, like have your own, you know, have your own way of doing things. Like you don't have to do every single thing. If your patient presents with you and they're not presenting with any neuro symptoms, like you really don't have to go through a, um, a thorough screen if you're not seeing anything or if they're not presenting with anything. So um, that's one thing that she said of just, you know, having my own creativity and figuring out what are the impairments that I see um, and writing them down as I go. So they're written down and I can say, okay, matching this impairment with this treatment, because that's something when I was doing evals, like I'd have everything in my head and then, um, it would just be too much for me. And it takes time. That was encouraging because a lot of these things take time and you don't, you know, you go through your clinical rotations and you have it, but even when you're a new grad, it does take time to develop clinical reasoning skills. And I think that's a big thing um, for me of that and just being confident. So if you're listening to this and you're on a clinical and you're um, having days where you might not feel as confident or you're just wondering like, how, how can I do this? How can I, be, um, how can I be more confident in a way that I'm able to show my patient I know this and uh, you, can, you can just say like, hey, I can treat you. This is what's going on. And um, you know, like I said, establishing that, uh, that therapeutic alliance with your patient. So those are some of the things that we talked about today. And I also had to do a midterm um, evaluation for my CI of like how she's doing, um, which, was all, which was all great. So 
it ended up being um, a really great week and I'm excited to be challenged more as we go through the rest of the clinical and seeing how things turn out. But one tip I would say, keep the open dialogue with your CI, whether you get along with them or not. Um, if you don't see eye to eye, just really have that conversation because you want this to be as good of an experience as it can. And it always helps when you can keep that communication going. If you're having a rough day, if you need a minute, um, you know, before you see a patient, then it's okay. Like take that time that you need because you don't have to rush into things and you want to make sure that you're treating every patient that you see as a student as, you know, as well as you can. So I just wanted to hop on real quick and give those uh, short stories. So um, the, the whole thing is clinical reasoning, um, also goes into being confident. And you guys who are on clinicals right now, or if you're in class, it's a great experience. You're going to learn so much. And we'll give you guys details as it comes to a close um, towards December when we're done with our 15 and 12 week clinicals. But hope you all have had a um, great weekend and we will be back next week. But we will see you guys later. Thank you so much. See ya. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.